0: It's the Mix Morning Show. It's the Mix Morning Show. It's the Mix. mix, mix. It's the mix. It's the Mix Morning Show.
1: We are joined on the Mixed Morning Show by renowned photographer Dennis Fast. Good morning, Dennis.
0: Good morning. How are you doing?
1: I am doing tremendous and I know a lot of people are having their ears perk up going, "Oh, that's my old school teacher or that's my old principal." <laughs>
0: Yeah, there are a few of them out there. There
1: sure are. Uh, that's great. Hey, you know what? Yesterday, uh, I noticed a post on your Facebook page that something that happened 25 years ago yesterday that involved a hot air balloon. Tell us this yeah, story. Right.
0: What what happened? It, it was really quite an exciting event. And I, and I wasn't aware that it was about to happen, but kids came to me just before nine. I was the principal of 3 school and said... Uh, mr faster something out there in the sky and we need you to tell us what it is and so of course i'm going to go do that and go to the west side of the school and way off in the distance was a speck i don't know how the kids spotted it to be honest and i and i said well it's probably a weather balloon you know hot air balloons don't fly in manitoba in the winter <laughs> <laughs> little did i know and uh and then i went back because it was time to you know for the opening exercises and all that and and uh, and then I thought, well, maybe I should check it a little closer. I went to get binoculars I always have in my car because I'm a bird watcher. And I went out and I sh- thought, my goodness, that thing is way closer and there's a gondola under it. And I said, wow, this is different. So I went back in and uh, then Alvia Schaumburg, one of my EAs there, came to the office and said I heard the kids talking about a hot air balloon and she said I or about a balloon and I said well uh, she said she saw it on the news the night before that some Japanese guys were going to try and break the world record in Canada and they had launched in in Alberta not not too far from Calgary and um, and then I thought to myself wow if I can get a picture of that I can this to the kids and praise them for what they spotted, you know, make a big deal out of it for them. Sure. And, uh, yeah. And so, so I, I thought, well, but I've got the trustees and the superintendents coming to my school at 1030 today to tour the school. And this is nine ten. <laughs> like, what do I do? Right. Well, I quickly drove home to grab my 500 mil lens, which, uh, you know, I thought I would be getting this distant picture and I get back to the school, and this balloon is sailing by the school, just south of the school, like already. And much lower, and, I, and I, so I grabbed a couple of shots, and I well I chased it down the highway towards Gruntel, and I could not catch it. That's how fast the winds were up there. So I just pulled over the shoulder, checked through my binoculars in dismay, and watched it sort of all the way to Gruntel, I guess, almost. Mm. And then as it dropped down, I said, wait a minute, it's going left. It's coming back. (laughs) And as it had dropped lower, and the winds were from the south, I was amazed at how quickly it was blowing over the school heading south. And it started to come back. And so I drove a mile over to intercept it. I got pictures of this balloon coming with oak trees in the foreground, and there's a balloon in there out of focus. And you think, what is it doing in the bush? It's going to hit the trees. Oh. And then it came right over my head. Well, now here I've got a 500 mil lens, right? Um, <laughs> I could photograph their nostrils just about, but not the whole thing. <laughs> so I drove the next mile over and raced ahead of it and, and just in time to see it coming over the trees and starting to land in the farmer's meadow. And so I slammed on the brakes, I just stuck the lens out the window, and I went as fast as I could, five frames per second, as they touched the snow, and the uh, propane tanks were just bouncing around. And I thought, my goodness, somebody's going to get killed in there. And and then the wind kept dragging the balloon. And finally the bucket caught, and the, the, and the uh, balloon collapsed just before they hit the bush on the other side. Of the meadow, and uh, I thought, man, did somebody get killed? And oh, all of a sudden, a couple of guys start crawling out. It's, as you can see from the picture, it was on its side. Yeah. And then a couple of farmers pulled up, and I said, "Look, uh, could you call the Carolyn News? You know, this is a neat story." And, you know? Yeah, this and I, was
1: way before Steinbeck cool. Online. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. Nineteen ninety-six, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So then, then I went back to the school because after all, it, uh, I was going to be visited, and the superintendents were already there, and one of the trustees. You know, and when I heard my story, and and uh, they just said, "Well, you know, just deal with it." So I called Peter Warren. I said, "Look, this is a bigger story. This is an international story. This is not a Steinbeck, just Carolina news story." So I called him up, and uh, the gal comes on, and she says, uh, "Mr. Fast, just hang on. Mr. Warren wants to talk to you live." So I went on and we chatted for a bit. And uh, before he left, he said, well, Mr. Fast, hang on to your hat because you're going to get calls. And boy, within minutes, the phone started to ring. All the television stations in take calls from Calgary, calls from other stations. And uh, it was crazy, you know. And uh, what, a, what a different moment than I thought it was going to be. So I did all of that, and they wanted me, the the TV stations came up from Winnipeg and wanted me to guide me to this spot, and the trustees were good sports, and just said, go ahead, do this thing. So I went out there, and I managed to get pictures with the guys, and, and, uh, and a few other pictures as we were packing up, and what had happened was, as you saw from my posting on Facebook, they thought. Canada is cold on the prairies in January. It's the best place to hope that they can stay up for 48 hours with a hot air balloon and, and break the record. Well, they had to go up by 10 percent, so it would have been 44 hours. And then it turned out to be the warmest week, just like what we've been having, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and, and so they, they had to abort the mission because they, they, over half their fuel was gone and they were already heading for the forests of Minnesota and so on, so they decided to board it near Clefeld
1: Well, see, so, this is something yeah. I didn't know, that with a hot air balloon, um, you have to use more fuel if it is uh, warmer and the air is more uh, more dense. I guess when it's colder, right. it's easier for them to go higher without having to use much fuel.
0: Yeah, with, with uh, really cold air, then the hot air relative to that rises, sure. and so so up they go. And so they had no choice but to come down and and then um uh, and so then later the writers called the news agency right and uh they they offered me a hundred bucks to give them the rights to the to the story and the pictures, and I said, okay, I sent them the pictures and then that evening, I get a call from pre. A press photographer and he asked me how much they had paid me. I said 100 bucks. Oh man. He said if you had called the Japanese star, I think it was, the top newspaper in Tokyo, they would have offered you a minimum of five grand US. Wow. <laughs> and he said you can be guaranteed that that picture is in every paper in Japan tomorrow. And uh, not only that, as I found out the very next morning, I get to school and a young and a student senior you know, high kid comes running up Candace duick, I think it was, and she she said, "My aunt just called from Ontario and says "Your picture is in their paper <laughs> this is this is before the internet and things were moving pretty quickly then <laughs> yeah, no
1: kidding wow yeah so
0: that so that was quite a shock
1: so so <laughs> you were saying that when like where where did it end up? When you took the pictures, was it between Kleefeld and Grumpal?
0: No, it actually was almost, uh, I would say, about a mile south of Kleefeld and a mile east. It was very close to Kleefeld. Oh,
1: so it was right close to Kleefeld. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, very right, close. because it doubled yeah.
1: back. Wow. Yeah. What a story. And yeah. so uh they didn't make their record. They didn't get over 40 hours to break the world record. But yeah. uh they did another attempt right the next year, didn't they?
0: Yeah. See, they only reached 21 hours here. And then the next year, and I don't even forget, uh, I don't even forget how much they broke it by, but obviously they had to break it by 10% for Guinness. And, uh, and they did it the next year and came down in Saskatchewan where they had originally planned,
1: you know. But I'm sure the first story made bigger news across our country.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't even hear that till after the fact that, you know, when they did it the next year. Yeah. Um, so it's that's amazing. Make the news here, you know.
1: <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> And to think that's already a quarter century ago.
0: That's, isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: And I'm, you know, it's hard to imagine that I got 25 years older in the process.
1: <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> 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 oh, Dennis, what a delight. Thank you so much for sharing this story with us. And, uh, well, we will, uh, we will put it on SteinbeckOnline.com all these years later and, uh, and we'll let everybody enjoy the story.
0: Good, good. All right, great. And then now you've hold the rest of the story.
1: That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Dennis. Take care.
0: All right, you too. Thank you.
1: It's the next morning show.